0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds on a red Friday, but we're going to have to have a red Monday again too. The Chiefs are in Monday Night Football against the Giants. Checked in with some of the players yesterday. Um, I think, you know, going into the game, the Chiefs are favored. I just would like to see some momentum as far as, you know, protecting the ball, maybe some... I don't know, rushing the quarterbacks, that'd be nice. Maybe uh, stopping some big, giant 40-yard plays, I don't know. Am I asking too much? No, but this is the
1: Giants they're playing, and this is not a real good Giants team. No, they are a pro football team, yeah, they're kind of like the, the Washington football team. They're capable of doing some things, and they're coming off a win over the Carolina Panthers, but it's still... The, the Chiefs are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, and they are in pretty good physical condition going into this one. Now, they went, as you mentioned, went to the practice field yesterday. That's a day later than usual, but then that game is a day later than usual. It's a Monday night, and uh, it looks as though Anthony Hitchens is going to be out, and maybe for a while. But he's still, he's listed as questionable, but it's an elbow injury, and it's a rather significant elbow injury. So don't expect him in there. And uh, Kalen Saunders, who is a defensive tackle, out with a swollen knee. Chris Jones did not practice yesterday, but it wasn't because of a physical problem. It was personal issues. So he was, he'll probably be back later on today. As I'm sure going to be nice and wet and cold up in Kansas City. Anyway, that game is Monday night. It's a great chance for the Chiefs to rebound and get back to the 400 level, or 500 level, I should say, at 4-4. Four and four And... See what happens, but I, I think Kansas City wins.
0: Hopefully the climb out of this giant hole starts on Monday. But I'll tell you right now, brother, after watching that game last night, Cardinals and Packers, hopefully they're not looking past the Giants because you got to face every opponent. But a lot of those guys on the team have to be watching that game last night thinking, man, we've got a test in a couple weeks.
1: Green Bay got blown out in their opening game. Opening game of the season. They got slaughtered. It was a game in Jacksonville, Florida, but it wasn't against the Jaguars. It was against the New Orleans Saints, and the Packers were awful. They got 38-7 to or something like that, maybe even 38 nothing. and they haven't lost since. They're a pretty doggone good football team. I thought they would win last night, and they did, 24-21. They won by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin chin because Arizona threw a pick in the end zone on the final play of the game. So those things can happen. That's part of football. But yes, you're right. The Packers are a good team. Aaron Rodgers is a terrific quarterback. If the Chiefs' defensive backfield is still in shambles the way it has been recently, he'll pick them apart. But let's see if there's not some improvement on Monday night.
0: I would love to see that. Um, let's just talk about that Thursday night game real quick. Um the question I had was: Are the Arizona Cardinals the real deal? Part part way through the first half of the game, I was like, "Well, it looks like the Packers are just gonna." But then they came back, and it kind of, it, you know, even though the Cardinals lost, I. I still can't say that it's a fluke that they've been undefeated. Oh no, it's no fluke. And they're a a really good team. Kyler Murray is a
1: really good quarterback, and he drove his team downfield. They had a chance to win there and and should have. It was an interception in the end zone for heaven's sake! That shouldn't have happened. Deflection, been there. (laughs) Those things happen. And what what I'm interested in is the kind of the ratio in which these teams work. You've seen teams get off to these great starts, then lose a real close heartbreaker that maybe they should or certainly could have won. Then things happen the other way. They kind of go down just a little bit. It's kind of the it's kind of the rhythm of football. Uh, but no, make no mistakes about it. The Cardinals are a playoff team. They're a very good team. They play really, they're quick. They're very quick. They don't have real big
0: behemoths on their ball club. They can move, and that's the key to this. Yeah, program. they're a very, very fast team. And uh, But you're right, that does happen to teams. You, you see a game like that, and then all of a sudden, all the mojo out of that team just gets sucked out. The Chiefs have done it to teams, and I feel like it happened to us after the last Super Bowl. We just haven't been the same team since we faced Tampa Bay. In uh, Florida, but you know, hopefully we can find it somehow, some way. I'm still waiting for Joe Boo to come into uh, my mailbox up here at the station so I can send it up north. Um, last but not least, uh, Missouri State Bears are at home on Saturday. It should be a beautiful day, sun and 59, perfect fall day for football. And they're going to be adding a little something to the stadium.
1: They are. This is announced by Athletic Director Kyle Moats yesterday. and Didn't know anything about it, but there's an addition to the stadium that's in the in the process now, and the artist's concept of what looked like it was going to be the case uh, is, is very appealing. It's a four-story structure that's going to go into the, or at least the plans are, for it to go into the south end of the stadium. It has nothing to do with seating or anything like that. It's, it'll house offices and weight rooms and what uh, Mr. Moats called a club. I'm assuming it's a club for fans and things like that. And there'll be a, a new scoreboard on top of the building. It'll be very nice. It'll be a nice addition. It'll kind of block off the visual from aspect grand. of it from grand, yeah, But, yeah, but that's by what the I'm same thinking. token, it's really the only feasible place that they could put an office building like that. But coaches' offices and weight rooms and classrooms, I would suspect, will be in this. But it's a, what he hopes, what Mr. Moats hopes, it'll be a twenty million dollar project. Now they don't want to go too far above that, or certainly below it would be welcome. But that's what they're looking for. It costs around twenty million bucks. And uh, as soon as everything is approved, then I would assume construction gets underway.
0: So, what wait, what are you telling me? The AD at Missouri State is actually spending money on something other than basketball? <laughs> what the hell is going on? Oh, no, man. No, no. Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, you give them some wins. You give them a reason. And at least they're getting something out of it because it's definitely long overdue. So, last hour, we mentioned the addition, the football stadium at Missouri State, which is going to be awesome. It kind of sucks. I can't cheat and look some of the game over when I'm standing on the other side of grand anymore but uh, <laughs> hey it looks it's it's building up to be a what will look like an actual like real deal football stadium which is cool but besides the point the Missouri State Bears are at home tomorrow and as we mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago the remainder of the season is crucial I mean if they want have any chance of postseason they definitely have to win and win. And Win
1: Win out. I don't think there's any question about it, and the team they're playing tomorrow, North Dakota, has really had kind of a disappointing fall in the spring when they played, and hopefully we'll never see another spring season again, but in the spring, this is the team that knocked the Bears out of the playoffs, but in that four-month period, they lost some players, and the Bears did not. The Bears have added to their team. North Dakota is coming into this game off a win, but it was a win over Western Illinois, and that's not one of the stronger teams in the Missouri Valley. Prior to that, they had lost three straight. Now, they were all close games, and North Dakota plays them tough. But they did lose three in a row, and they have to win. If they're hoping to get into the playoffs, as they were last year, North Dakota, and they are called the Fighting Hawks. They've changed their name, of course, for politically correct purposes. But the fact is, they're going to have to win and win out. So North Dakota is faced with the same barrier that the Bears are. You have to win and win out if you're going to be at least have a, a flicker of hope of getting into the postseason. Postseason is 24 teams in Division I FCS, but those 24 teams can be very fluid depending yep. on records, so your record has to be pretty good.
0: Yeah, and, and the competition's pretty tight, too, um, so that's another big thing. So, yeah, they got to win out, and it starts tomorrow. And it should be a beautiful day in the sun, in the fall, my man. Hopefully you have a great time. Uh, you're also going to be busy tonight because for a lot of high school football teams, it's either going to be the end of their season or the start of a march <laughs> to greatness. Uh, and you're going to be a Nixa for that big one, aren't we you? We
1: have that game, the Nixa and Lee's Summit West tonight. That'll be a nice little challenge for the Nixa Eagles. Nixa's a very good football team, but they're also coming off a, a thunderous loss last uh, week to Carthage. Carthage, while they are a Class 5 team, is the reigning state champions and probably going to be the state champs again. They're really good. They went into Nixa and beat the Eagles 49-14. to And is not accustomed to losing like that. They have a good football team. Lee's Summit West from the Kansas City area will be pretty doggone good. We have a game here in town. Waynesville comes in to play Glendale. Parkview goes to Republic. Central's up at Camdenton. Ozark and Kickapoo both play teams up in the Kansas City area, but all the teams are playing. This is game number 10 on the schedule, and that's the first of the district games. It is also the first of win and go on, lose and go home. This is the really critical part of the
0: season. There really is, and hopefully our local boys can uh, do what they got to do and get that dub tonight. Good luck to everyone that's playing. Last but not least, the World Series goes from H-Town to A-Town. It kicks (laughs) off tonight. In hot Atlanta and first pitch a little after seven. Where'd they hit the dart this time? Uh, uh, Well, it'll be nine after seven.
1: They're going to, that's nine after seven Central Time. It's nine after eight in Atlanta. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure it's going to be hot in Atlanta because (laughs) while it is hot in the summertime, it is not hot there now. I just saw a little report that it was 53 degrees there this morning. Cold that's, for baseball. Oh, heavens yeah, but, but not impossible to play. I've seen World Series games, Mike, when the temperature's been in the 30s. Oof. And that's a tough, t- tough... That
0: ball's to going about two inches every time you hit it, man. That's you, heavy.
1: You're going to hit it hard. You, you better put every single amount of weight <laughs> on that And it just it barely
0: gets over the pitcher. <laughs> just a little lob. Oh, man. It'll be fun, though. It should be. I mean. uh, so you still feel like uh, Houston's the guys? I think Houston's the better
1: team. Player for player, I think they're better. I think their pitching staff is better. I know their offense is even though Atlanta's had a great postseason. But I like the Astros to win at least a couple of games down here in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to do everything they can to uh, get that. And if they do, Atlanta's going to have one hell of a hill to climb at that point. Ned, you have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you on Monday.